And Sherry, thank you for getting things kicked off. I greatly appreciate it. Hey, we got stuff rocking here. Uh, first, just quick comment on some of the, the numbers posted this week. Um, you know, a lot of people with strong production weeks, junior um, and, and Joseph with over 10,000 strong, strong, strong. Um, and in fact, you know, we've got people here who you may wonder, hey, what's Joseph's secret? What's he doing? Well, first, he's good at booking appointments with leads. But here's something else that Joseph's gotten good at, is he's gotten good at doing annual reviews and conversions. Um, and so if you're looking to learn more about that, I would tell you, hey, I would want to become Joseph's friend. And, and if you're like, how do I become Joseph's friend and learn more about that? I would definitely take time to meet up with him uh, at our national conference coming up in January, uh, January 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th. Um, you're going to want to be there. You can find Joseph, have a meal with him. He's happy to share what he's doing. Paul Epstein, who's also good at the conversion side and understanding that part of business, how you've got clients that you have access to that are wanting and hungry to convert their policy, if you know how to have that conversation. Uh, I know that was a good part of Joseph's volume this past week. So for those who want to tap in, you've got good guys to learn from. Uh, also, a big shout-out to Chris Kanan with a $12,000 paycheck. That was money deposited in the bank. That's because Chris Kanan has been issuing annuity premium. I think she had about $300,000 in annuities issued in the last week. <clears throat> so I know she's excited about that. And on top of that, uh, what we've seen is I know she's got like another two or three big cases in the hopper or in the pipeline that are going to be yielding some stuff. So congratulations to Chris Kanan. Congratulations to uh, Joseph Jr. for just out there. Um, leading from the front on the personal production side of things. Good job. All right, we're going to talk a little bit um, and go in a different direction today beyond personal production, but it's in our theme. Today is a series four. In fact, I'm going to make sure we go ahead. We did start a recording. Good. Because um, we have set up today to talk about basic number four. So for those of you who have been listening to our Friday calls over the last four or five weeks, you're aware that what we've done is we've set it up so that we've got our four basics in the home. And the four basics in home are hey, number fine. one. Oh, we've got someone with an open line. Let's keep that line closed for the moment here. All right. Let's see. Um, so what we've got, when we talk about the four basics in the home, the four basic things to make sure you do every time, number one, we say pick up the check or pick up the phone. And we even talk more in depth about the process of, you know, picking up the check and picking up the phone. We even say sometimes pick up the check and pick up the phone, meaning that you should probably call from the home every time. And so we had a whole call dedicated to that with my friend Michelle Alleman a few weeks ago. Um, then the second basic we talked about is using the green sheet, finding the money, and then being able to lead clients to writing more annuities with them using Chris Norris and using Burlington Alliance Capital Management, or BAM as we call it. And that's what Chris Kanan did. That's why Chris Kanan had a $12,000 paycheck this week is because she has gotten good at using green sheets and gotten good at using and working with Chris Norris and helping families that want to protect their money, especially with all the crazy turmoil we've had in the market over the last 90 days. It's been a crazy, crazy, tumultuous market. And there's people that are concerned. They want to lock in the gains they've had over the last nine and a half years. You know, we have, we've been in kind of a bull market since 
really February or March of 2008, if I'm not mistaken. I think uh, that's kind of when we saw the last bottom. So, so almost 10, 10 and a half years now, if I'm not mistaken, um, somewhere along those lines in terms of a bull market. Well, guess what? The market's due for some kind of correction. Now, I'm not one of these chicken littles. The sky is falling. No, no. Look, man, here's what I know. I'm smart enough to know I don't know anything about market timing. I don't know when we're going to have a correction. I don't think it's going to be forever when we do, but I just know that if I were at retirement age, I would be concerned because I know that if we do have a correction, it could take a few years to come back. And if I'm ready to retire and live off of my asset base, I don't know that I want to risk losing 20 or 30 or 40% of my retirement fund. I want to make sure it's protected. So there's people out there that are like, hey, we've been on a run. It's more likely we could have some kind of a correction and less likely I need to do something about it. And that's what we're in a position to do. So we had that call with Grant Swindell. That one's out on the podcast. If you'd like to see that last week, our third basic we talked about was referrals. We had two guys that just did an awesome job of laying out their method on how they do things as well as why they do it and what motivated them to get good at having a referral system. And that was James Coleman and Junior Korea. All of these are out there on our podcast. So if you missed, you know, special one, special two, the second special, the third special of these basics, hey, we invite you to go back and get those and really study them. All right. So today we'll talk about the fourth basic. Well, what is the fourth basic? The fourth basic is what we call recruiting across the table. Asking our clients if they can help us, letting them know that we need help. <clears throat> and so what, I'm, what I want people to understand is that's in the ATM as a reminder. So some people are probably wondering, well, does that really work? Have we found any good agents from recruiting across the table? And, and how, what does it look like? What do you say? What do you do? And so we've got three – actually, if you want to look at it, four people that are all joining us on the call – they're all heroes as a result of first being a client that responded to our marketing system and then be in becoming an agent down the road. So well, let's go ahead. I'll tell you, I've got our first guest here is Megan Wood. Um, Megan, do we have – I think we've got your line open up. Megan, are you there? Are you able to speak up? Yeah, now? yeah, I'm here. Awesome. Hey, it sounds like you've got your cheerleader with you. Yeah, I do. I'm actually at the mall playing. Right, well, all right. Well, tell me who's the leader that you're hanging out hanging out at the mall with, Megan. My boy Elijah. He's three, and he's three. Awesome. All right. We'll see. Cool. Okay. So, Megan, a little bit of background. Just let everybody know where you live and kind of what what your full time job is right now. Um, I live in Darlington, Indiana. I'm a mom. Um, I was working at Applebee's as a waitress full time, but I had just recently put in my two weeks. I had been um, out selling for almost a year now, if I think that's right, with NAA. And I call Mike constantly when I'm out on the run, so I probably drive him a little crazy sometimes, but helped me out a lot okay all right so now people uh, don't know where darlington indiana is it's not like yeah. a major top three metropolises can you give people an idea of where in indiana that is um it's about 45 minutes from indianapolis 
45 minutes. Okay. It's like northwest of Indianapolis, right, kind of toward Lafayette? Correct. Correct, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, good. All right. So, um, yeah. so hey, that's been – all right. So you're up in that area. And mm-hmm. with that, um, you said you've been working at Applebee's. Now, I want to take you back. So you've been doing that. And I did not know you put in your two weeks. I knew you were thinking about it. I didn't know you yeah, yeah. did. No, I did. I did, yeah. So tomorrow is my last day. Wow. Well, congratulations. I know. Well, Thank you. That's exciting. Okay, cool. And I just got engaged. I just got my ring today. So. Wow. Pretty okay, exciting. Wow. Yeah. So I got a lot of things going for me right now. Okay. Well, cool. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about how did you come to know the Alliance? Like, so I believe you, you were one of the people that actually like found us. Yeah. Correct. So, how so you, which kind of a lead did you respond to or which marketing did you respond to, Megan? It was a mortgage protection. I had bought a house about a year and a half ago, and I wanted to make sure my family was taken care of if something were to happen to me because I had a mortgage to take care of, and I knew my mom wasn't going to be able to pay for it, and I didn't want my son and my family to struggle, so... I filled out a lead and had somebody come over, set up an appointment, and it was actually Andrea. Okay. And she was able to help me out, and I said, man, I would really love to do what you did. Never thought I could actually do it or had an opportunity to do it, but I did. I never thought I was even, like, I, I didn't try in school or anything, so I never thought that I would even be able to pass the test, but <laughs> here I am today. <laughs> All right. So, and I love it. At the time she she was talking to you, like, do you remember anything? Like, did she did she point out, like, was she using the ATM where she went through it and pointed? Yes, she was. Help? She was using the ATM, yep. Yep, she was. And so she literally just followed along and said, we need some help. Would you like to do this? Yeah. yeah, and I she said I would love to. Okay, you said she'd love to. Now, did did she say that she thought you'd be good at it, or did she just say we need some help, or did she say anything else? She said we could use a lot of help. Um, there's a lot of people that were not allowed. We're not. Um, there's a lot of people that we can't get to, and she actually worked in um, a restaurant job and said, well, because I'm good with people in a restaurant job, that I'd probably be good at this as well. So, I mean, I love people. I mean, I love to talk to people. So I'm not scared to meet new people, and it was perfect opportunity for me, especially because I get to be with my son more. So. Cool. Awesome. Okay. So now let's kind of fast forward a little bit. So you decided to go through the class. And I can still remember some of the questions because here's the other thing Andrea did that was smart. She got you on the phone with who as soon as you said you were interested within a couple of days. Who did she have you talking to? You. Right. And do you remember some of the questions that you were Come here, baby. You got Come here, baby. Come here. <laughs> I think I lost, yeah. Here, 
think Megan, can you hear me? We're hearing you loud and clear. Megan, Megan, Megan. All right, we might have lost her now. We'll see if she dials back in. All good. Okay, well, hey, technology is great when it works, and when you've got a three-year-old helping to man your phone, I guess that can mess some things up. All right, so here's what I'll do. I'll continue along. So you obviously heard Megan. Um, if we get her back here, we'll have her speak up, but I'll share a couple of things that I know about Megan is that she did get started part-time. At first she was thinking, gosh, I think I just want to get my license and help some people I know. She was interested in working mostly in her warm market. And as Megan got rolling um, and she helped some people, I said, boy, I'd like to try some of those leads. So, so we invested in her. We got her some leads, and she made some sales. She said, I'd like some more. I said, well, hey, you got a paycheck, right? She said, yes. Yeah. So would you like to help reinvest? She said, yeah, I can do that. And so she put some money into the leads. Um, and then gradually she just did a little bit more. And the crazy thing is because she has shared custody with her son and she was working full time on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights, she was only able to run appointments on Tuesday and Wednesday every other week. So Megan has been in the field limited to four days a month, two days every other week, and that's it. That's been her schedule with the Alliance so far. But in the process, she's ramped up to a point where she's now running about $8,000, $7,000, $9,000, a month of volume on her personal production. In fact, in the month of October, she issued $9,300 in premium um, while working part-time. And so I say that just to say, hey, she's managed to become very efficient on a part-time basis. And then with some other things happening, her skill set growing, her income growing, uh, she's written one annuity, is about to write another one. Uh, she's been working with Chris on that, so she's learned the annuity side of the business already, even though she's brand new. And, you know, if we asked her, I'm not sure if she could spell the word annuity, but she's gotten good at building relationships. And in doing so, she's gotten good at referrals. So what I love is that she's working with all three of the basics. She calls from the home. She's using green sheets, finding money and getting in touch with Chris, and she's getting referrals, booking referrals, and selling. So, so I love the example she set, which is why she's been pretty profitable. She told me today she's banked $20,000 in her part-time job um, so far this year, so she's excited about that. And, um, and she's looking to do more now that she's leaving – um, now that she's leaving her job over at Applebee's, tomorrow being her last day, um, she's excited about doing more with us. So that's a little bit on Megan. I, wish, I was hoping we'd have her for the whole interview. Obviously, again, she's been pretty part-time, even tough for her to be on a conference call with us, and that's okay. We just have some fun with that. But that's one example of, hey, who are you thinking about, who are you talking to that's across the table? Um, Megan's about 30 years old. And, again, we talk about Alliance Aid and Alliance Alice uh, and, and who are we looking for. And in some ways, Megan brings several of those things to the table. So we love that about her. All right, let's jump over. We have another guest, um, this one a couple, that's rocking. And we'd like to have their line open up. Do we have Crystal and Blake Spooner on? Yes, sir. I'm awesome. here. All right. All right. So, Crystal and Blake, hey, man, I love having you all both here. I think that's exciting. Um, so, Crystal, let's go back. Um, 
talk to us about kind of where you were at, what was going on in your world when you guys sent a letter back or called in, whichever it was, looking for mortgage protection. Um, well, I got the letter in, and I filled it out, and I made Blake sign it, and we sent it in. And I know Jerry had been calling me because I kept getting this number calling me three times in a row. And I was like, who keeps calling me? And Blake was like, just answer it. And so I answered it, and it was Jerry. And he set up the appointment, came over, and helped us out with our mortgage protection. And at the time, I wasn't working. I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, The boys were, I think, like six months and two and a half years old, something like that. And I was just thinking, starting to think about going back to work, and um, Jerry was like, well, we're hiring, we need some help, and at first I was like, I don't know, insurance doesn't sound like all that fun, but I figured I'd give it a shot, and here I am. Well, there we go. So Jerry came over, and uh, so you were working at Cheesecake Factory, if I remember correctly, right? Well, I actually started doing this and the Cheesecake Factory almost the exact same time because I was like, well, if the insurance thing doesn't work out, at least I got this backup job and haven't been working there since about April. I quit there because obviously this was much better um, use of my time. Okay. You started, so you actually, I did not realize, so you started Cheesecake Factory same time you started here. Now, I did not realize that previously. Okay. So you were doing both. And so, um, Uh so you, and this was, we're going back into 2017 when you got your license, correct? Yeah, I got it just at the very end of 2016, but didn't start writing business till 17. All right. Got it. So we're coming up on your two-year anniversary of, of, uh, I guess, getting your license in here in December. Um, and so you started working Cheesecake Factory with us at the same time. And so you worked part-time both yeah. gigs. And about how much were you writing yeah. when you were part-time with us and part-time with Cheesecake Factory? What was your typical monthly premium you were writing, Crystal? I think anywhere from three to 5000 was typical for a month. Okay, three to 5000 typical per month. Okay. And, um, and you know, I got one more question. When Jerry, you know, when Jerry was was there and he was talking to you, do you remember was he using? And this isn't to indict him if he wasn't, but I'm curious: was he using the ATM that you can remember, or was he kind of doing it on his own, or was he using his ATM and then he put it away? Um, or talk to me about how he brought up working with the team. Well, he actually used the whole entire ATM and. At the end, he was like, you know, I think you would be a great fit. I think you could do really good at this, and we need some help. And so I ended up signing up for class. There you go. Well, that's pretty crazy. Awesome. Okay, so that's how that's how he just used the ATM. It was there. That's probably why he remembered because he had the ATM out, and he went back to it. So that's pretty exciting. <clears throat> okay, so from there, after using the ATM, and getting you uh, getting you into class, you get rolling. You're selling three to five thousand dollars a month. And I know we came up this past April, and um, and you made a big decision. What did you decide to do this past March or April? 
Well, I decided, you know, I'm making way more, you know, helping one family in an hour and a half than I was working a full shift at Cheesecake Factory. And my alcohol certification license was expiring, and I just took that as a sign to call it quits. There you go. Wow. Okay, so you called it quits. So you went full-time, well, full-time for you, which meant you had two part-time jobs. Now, did you jump in, and were you running 40 hours a week with us, or about how many hours a week were you running once you left Cheesecake Factory? Um, I don't even think I work 40 hours a week, honestly. Um, I'd say more like 30. Okay. All right. And tell us about your boys. Um, They're two and four now. They're crazy little boys. (laughs) Okay. Keep us busy when we're at home. home. Okay. All right. So they're two and four. And so, you know, you've got the flexibility to set your schedule, having having them, obviously, you you being the mom and having two boys being able to spend time as you decide. I think that's big. Um, Able to work in and get in 30 hours a week. And do you know how you've been doing in terms of um, premium issued for so far year to date? Have you looked at that number? Do you know what that is? Um, I don't know what that is, but I know what our points towards the trip is. Okay, that so that's what I'm looking at. The premium, but yeah, it doesn't have everything. You're right. Um, I know from that, premium. Go ahead. Well, I, I know our points. Um, as of I think the beginning of the month, we have like 117,000 mm-hmm. something points. But I know that doesn't include like all our AIG apps. There you go. So let's just say you keep on pace and y'all end up. So you qualified for Paris according to those numbers. So congratulations, good job on that. And then, you know, I think the other thing to for people to recognize that they don't understand is like, hey, wait a second, what if you had been Jerry Gonzalez? What if you'd been the one to hire Crystal and know that they've issued, you know, say, oh, it'll be. Let's say you end up with one hundred and twenty thousand. Imagine if you'd hired them and you have a ten percent spread on a $120,000 business, 120000 a year, that's an extra $12,000 a year in revenue. That's pretty crazy to think, hey, I could have found them. I could have found someone like them just by using the ATM. Now, I could ask Jerry how much he invested in advertising to find you. I think we both know what the answer is, right, Crystal? Yep. How much did he invest in, in ads to find you? Big whopping goose egg. That's right. Zero. It's crazy. Okay. Now somebody's going to say, well, does that mean I shouldn't advertise? No, we should still advertise to find people. That's still a good tool. Just understand. In fact, Noel and I were talking with somebody from ZipRecruiter earlier today, going over some of our advertising plans, and he shared an interesting statistic with us. He said of the job seekers that they have, if somebody like responds to an ad or is looking, he said, about 17% of the people that have their resume on file that say ZipRecruiter are actively looking. 17% are actively looking. And that means the other 83% have the resume on file but are not actively looking at ads. Now, if somebody reaches out to them and puts something in front of them, they might look more, okay? So of all the people that have a resume out there, 
again, 17% of them are actually looking. The other 83% just kind of got it out there just to keep a line in the water, but they're not checking the bait. They're just kind of, as far as they know, they're just dragging a hook behind them on the boat and seeing if they snag anything. So why is, why is that important? Why are you mentioning that, Mike? Well, to point out, like in this case, that the best candidates aren't necessarily actively looking. It's like, Crystal, were you actively looking for a job at the time Jerry said something to you? Um, not really. I mean, I was just really starting thinking about going back to work, but I wasn't really out there. I kind of was starting to look, but not really serious about it. There you go. Okay. <clears throat> I think that I think that's you know that's important to understand. It's like, hey. Not everybody is, you know, and, and, and if you were fantastic, um, but you might not have been looking where some of us were advertising. So just understanding that, hey, you know, not everybody that might be, not everybody that's employed is looking, and even the people that have their resume out there aren't necessarily looking, which is why mentioning something to the right people while you're sitting down with them could lead to someplace good. All right, now there's more to the story because, Crystal, obviously you came on board part-time two years ago, coming up in, say, December, January of 2017. You went full-time in April of 2018. And then what happened last yeah. month, like a couple weeks ago? What's the big news a couple weeks ago? Um, well, a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago? Well, I guess a couple months ago. You, I guess, yes, that's right, a couple months yeah. and then a couple weeks. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Blake's always been supportive of me doing this, and he never, you know, said anything negative, but it was just definitely not anything he was ever into. Um, I never thought he would ever want to join the team or do anything because he had been with his employer for a long time and, you know, always moving up in his job. And then a couple months ago he decided, well, I see what you're doing, and you actually enjoy going to work, and he did not enjoy going to work, and he decided to join the team, and then, yeah, a couple weeks ago, he did finally um, quit his job, and he just started doing this full-time with me now, too. That's right. Okay. There we go. So, Blake, so talking, so obviously, you weren't necessarily an over-the-table um, uh, recruit but uh, i guess we i don't know was this like an under the bed sheets recruiting type of effort it's <laughs> more family oriented sorry about that all right um yeah so so basically like crystal said you know i mean i didn't really have any desire um to get on the team or anything like that at first um and i don't know i think she's giving me a little too much credit saying i was never negative about it either because far as I'm concerned, I was, I don't know, I was kind of a critic at first, you know, I didn't, I didn't believe in it or anything, and I didn't think it would work, um, but then after seeing, based on her results, working a very limited schedule, how it does work, um, and like she said, how, how much fun she was having, how she felt like she was making a difference and really helping people out, um, it was really hard for me to not just buy into it you know so um probably three or four months ago i was really 
kind of hating where I was at with work. There was some ownership changes going on and, you know, they just didn't like the way stuff was going. And I had already climbed to the ladder to as high as I could go. And there wasn't any more room for growth for me in that industry either. And I just didn't, I just wasn't happy, you know? So um, I, at that point I just decided, yeah, it's something where, if I have the tools right in front of me to help people and make a difference and have more fun and enjoy my life and even possibly have more free time to spend with my family and possibly make more money, then why not jump right into it? So that's when I decided to uh, start coming to the hotspot meetings and get in class and get my license and um, just kind of dabble in it on the weekends for a few weeks. But then like Crystal said, uh, about two and a half, three weeks ago, um, my last day at my uh, job I had been at for 11 years and kind of trying to jump into this with both feet and kick it off. There we go. Cool, man. Well, that's cool. Well, look, love that fact that you've now come full time. And, um, you know, we talk to people who say, hey, look, you find people that are in a, in a bracket where, you know, they're, they've got energy, um, they've got Skills. They're being productive. They want to do something bigger. This is who we're looking for. Now, somebody might say, well, Mike, you know, if I'm using the ATM and I share it with everybody, we're not necessarily trying to hire everybody. I know. And so you might look at some of your clients that are disabled that don't want to work, and you're not necessarily trying to recruit them as much as ask them, who do you know that might be able to help us? Hey, do you got a grandson? You told me about your grandson that graduated college. You said he's He's over there working at Applebee's, and he's got some big degree because he's really smart. Hey, um, he might know somebody can help us out. Would you mind introducing us to him? You know, I mean, so if I can pour ideas into you in terms of who we're looking for as you're building a sales team, there's different places to look. And so if the person that you're talking to isn't the person you want to hire, that's okay. You don't, you're not necessarily trying to hire them is let them let them know what you're looking for and being smart about that. Um, so just keeping that in mind, and you'd be surprised, and especially sometimes when you ask about hiring somebody else, some people will say, hey, can you hire me? And, and that's always a possibility. So keeping that in mind, this important stuff, um, you just want everybody thinking about that. So, Hey, Crystal Blake, I love that you guys are here. I love that you've come from, um, again, a lead in that Jerry had the sense to say something to y'all and that you had the sense to follow and that you guys continue to progress. Love the fact that you guys are qualified for the Paris trip here um, and are moving forward together, and and I know we're going to see some more big things from you guys. So congratulations. Glad y'all are here and excited to have you with us. Okay? Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Happy to be here. All right. Whee. All right. And so I was looking, you know, again, we talked about Megan having issued 9000 a premium last month. Can you imagine if you found Megan and you've got a 10% margin on what Megan's doing? Um, that's like $900 a month. Or, again, in this case, you found Blake and Crystal, and they're out there doing 10000 a month and possibly more now that both of them are working. It just think, and we talk about, you know, hey, why do we do this? Well, guess what? If a person, and I didn't ask this question, but if a person has bought the policy and they've responded to the lead, do you have to convince them that the lead system works? I mean, how much convincing is involved? You know, is there any doubt 
Do we have to, like, be through this? No, it really, really works. I promise you it does. Do we really have to say it? See, it's like you've already – we talk about speed of trust. And granted, a client may not have the same level of trust as your best friend from college or a guy who was in your wedding or your maid of honor. They may not have that same level of trust. But you know what? They did tell you the Social Security number, and they did stroke your check, and they did prove to themselves that our selling system or our lead system works. And they proved that you knew how to make it work a little bit, at least, because you happened to sell them. So these things are huge, and that's one of the benefits of talking to somebody that is a client. So that's a big, 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 big thing. Um, so I really, really love that. Um, I could get into more things on the recruiting side in terms of how we ask or what we say. Um, there are some things that you know, we can point out in terms of, Hey, what if they say, no, ain't no big deal. Or sometimes we have a situation where somebody says, hey, um, you, why did it take you so long? And sometimes you might be working with a discounted A lead, or maybe it's an RW lead. And if it's an RW lead, somebody else has a lead. Maybe they didn't call, but they're like, man, we filled that out months ago. We filled that years ago. Well, that's a setup for the why we need help. And that's a big thing, okay? Um, I mean, just understanding that. So being able to do that and just understanding that, um, you know, what you don't get as many objections when they're already a client. Hang on a second. We've got our next guest I'm pulling up. All right. So speaking of, like, our other, another person, that has met with an agent first, sent in a lead um, before they became a client. We've got another warrior here with us, and we've got Katrina Gustin. Katrina, do we have you able to speak up with us now? Yes, sir. Sorry about that. All right. Perfect timing. Oh, this is unbelievable. So Katrina Gustin is another one um, who, and some people know her because you've seen her name on production reports. You know she's been out there active doing things. She's been a good agent. Um, but, Katrina, let's just, for those, I'm going to assume people don't know, just tell them a little bit about kind of where you're at and what was going on, say, three years ago or a little over three years ago um, when you and Les had gotten one of those mortgage protection letters. Well, probably, I guess about three and a half years ago now, Les and I bought a new house. Um, we were super excited because it was much, much, much nicer than the one we first bought when we got married. And we spent a lot more money and all that good stuff. Um, we got a letter or about seven of them in the mail about mortgage protection. I'm sure some of your clients say that, which is hilarious. And um, so I filled one out. And then... I mailed another one in, and then I called in another one because <laughs> I didn't know which was which. I got – Nikki Cruz was the first person who called me, and he said, hey, it's about this form that you sent in. When can you meet? He came over to our house about 8 o'clock. Uh, we liked him. We chatted with him and didn't want to make a decision at that point in time, so we didn't we didn't buy anything. So, so you met with him, 
and didn't buy anything. So now, now sometimes if somebody doesn't buy anything, we may not necessarily go through the ATM. So I don't even know. Did Mickey even continue going on through the ATM? Did he tell you that we were hired and we needed help or anything like that? No. Um, I remember he told me that he really liked me. He got along real good. Um, asked me what I did for work, and I told him what I what I did. I I had a new job probably for about four months at that point in time. I had been working at that job, but he didn't he didn't really do anything else. What he did was rebook the appointment with us to come back, and when I can make a decision. Okay. All right. So um so. Time passed, and uh, he, you know, y'all didn't buy. And now, so the job you had at the time, talk to me about what kind of a job you had as you just bought your house. What were you doing for work at that point? So I was a claims adjuster. Um, I had been a claims adjuster for 14 years, and I just had started working with another company, making more money. Um, so liability claims, like Accidents, auto accidents, big trucking accidents, slip and falls in stores, um, people robbing you on the premises, that kind of stuff. Lots of different interesting things. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So you're doing that. And as you're doing that, uh, were you having fun with it? Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I have been doing that kind of work for a long time and it's very challenging work um, dealing with people and lawyers, you know, people wanting money and filing lawsuits and all kinds of stuff like that. Never a dull moment. Okay. All right. So so now you're working at this job. Mickey's tried to sell you some mortgage protection that you requested information on. You didn't buy. You liked right. Mickey, but didn't think much of it. And so fast forward a couple months later, what happened? What did happen? Well, a few months later, uh, this job that I really liked um, went away. Um, I, I, I liked them, and it turns out they didn't really like me. <laughs> so I did not. I did not have a job suddenly, which was scary, of course, because I had just taken on more debt and had a lot higher bills um, because I had a better, higher-paying job and was suddenly without any kind of job. So I had I looked around for a couple of weeks for jobs similar or the same to what I had just lost. It dawned on me after I looked a couple of weeks, not immediately, it took me a couple of weeks of looking and thinking and looking um, and not really getting a whole lot of answers to realize that maybe this was an opportunity for me to do something different. And I thought, I thought about sales positions just out of the blue. When I, first, when, I, when I first started working, I did some car insurance sales over the phone, and I, I always did really well with that, even though I was just sitting on the phone answering phones. Um, so I thought, you know what, I should try to see if I could find something in sales. Maybe I'll do something different. Maybe this is an opportunity. You know, God shuts the door sometimes in order for for another opportunity to be open for you. So my husband, Les, I was telling him my thought process on this, and he said, well, why don't you call that guy, Mickey, who was here? Isn't that what he does? See, maybe um, 
if, if you could work with him. There you go. Okay, so that's a lot. I mean, so you, so you end up giving Mickey a call. You end up getting your license. And while you weren't a perfect agent out of the gate, you did move pretty quick. I mean, I can remember what it, it took a little bit for your first apps to get issued. Do you remember a little bit about your kind of your first and second month and some of the things you were feeling before, like, things started kicking in? Yeah. That, that part I remember because I was kind of traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm partly serious and partly joking. Um, I, I didn't have any idea really what I was getting into. When I called Mickey, it was like, yeah, this is what we do. I'm going to have my assistant call you and get you in class. And suddenly I was in class. Um, and much, much to – I mean, a lot of people take – take a long time to get through class, and let me help you feel better about that. I think it took me like two and a half weeks because I was really not in a hurry. Um, I wasn't really rushing through it at all. I did get my license. The great thing was that I was around Mickey quite a bit. I made sure I got around him, and what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next. So I think December I started, I listened to one dial session got leads that day, started dialing the very next day, which was a Saturday morning dial session at Mickey's. Mm -hmm. Um, Booked booked nine appointments, went out, was scared absolutely stiff because I realized that I had absolutely no idea what I was doing and that I was alone. And I remember having the conversation with Mickey, well, you know, yeah, I mean, you you could go out with me, but... I mean, do you want to rip off the Band-Aid and just get it over with, or do you want to just make it a slow, excruciating process? Well, when you put it that way, Mickey, I'm not really into slow and excruciating. So I did what he said, and I did not want to. And if anybody is out there saying, you know, they're telling me to do this and this makes me really uncomfortable, suck it up because they know what they're saying, as did Mickey, and when I listened, even though I didn't want to, I did. That was including door knocking. And, I mean, the first day I went out, I knocked on doors because I go. had a couple of people say, no, I'm not going to see you. There you go. Well, so, you know, I was scared to death. But uh, I, I don't think, Mike, it was really till January that I really started getting paid. I think my I think my issue paid numbers in January were like twelve or 13000 it might have been lower than that. I can remember you at conference and, and us freaking out because you hadn't gotten a paycheck yet. But I think it all came issued in like February. Just a lot yeah. Of at the at the end at the end of the month, finally things started getting issued. It took me forever to figure out how to get something issued. Again, yeah. hopefully that gives somebody hope. Yeah. So and, and just tell people, hey, it, it can happen. It's okay. It does happen. So, um, but you got it figured out because I think you had a pretty decent year. Do you remember how much? in revenue you brought in, um, in commissions, deposit in your bank account for that year of 20, that was what, 2016? 2016 was $112,000. Not bad. Okay. And did you do more or less in 2017? Uh, 27 was, or 2017 was 152000 And what are you tracking for this year for gross deposits? Um, I'm looking... Hopefully, at 
at 175. Okay. Inching it up little by right. little. Not bad. All right. So, hey, seeing her income grow, and how many all-expense-paid trips have you been on? I have been on two, earned a third um, extension every year. All right. Two. If you count the extension as a second trip, granted, they piggybacked on, you've qualified for six trips because you had the one in Barcelona plus the Mediterranean cruise. You had the Hawaii trip and the Maui trip, and you got the, the, the um, Paris trip and the Switzerland trip for next year. So that's amazing. So I that's fired cool. up about most of them. So now how many private jet flights have you had on Andy's plane since you got started? Are we are we counting round trip? <laughs> However you want to count it. However you want to city count to it. city. I've been on that plane a lot. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think 2017, I was on the plane three or four times. I've been on the plane this year. I'm a, I'm going to try to sneak in another flight with Andy before the end of the year. I'm 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 going to, you know, ask real nice. Okay, there you go. All right, cool. All right, so you got. So you've had a number of private plane flights. What's something else crazy that if we told you before you started three years ago that you would have been, yeah, that's pretty funny. No, that won't happen. What's something else you've gotten to do that's been totally unexpected that you couldn't have projected? I'm going to give you several because I can't really pare it down to one. I mean, I've been I've been crazy <laughs> – Places eating with Andy on South Beach, Lambo shopping, um, shooting 50 cows at the cabin, and AK-47s and all manner of guns. And um, Andy's Andy's super light 12 gauge shotgun, which he let me shoot. And shopping in Florence, Italy. Um, Les and I did go to Paris last year just me and Les before we headed into Barcelona. Um, that was an experience. I don't think that I ever thought I'd go, uh, much less go twice now. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of got the lay of the land in Paris. I mean, downhill biking and crazy, you know, on top of, you know, 13,000 feet freezing cold on the big island in Hawaii, which I didn't realize was possible because I didn't realize the mountains were quite that high. Uh, we did not bring clothes for cold weather, by the way, when we went to Hawaii, so that was that was funny. Um, I don't even think we were supposed to be up there at that hour. Somehow we just managed to, to, to sneak around up there at the observatory. So I, it, there's, there's so much stuff. There's a lot more that I could say, but what's cool is that I've, I never would have even imagined that I could do things like that, and now that I'm imagining – the more I imagine, the more excited I get because I know I'm going to do crazy, cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's, there's no doubt on that. And so, I, and here's what I'd say. You know, we're talking about growing your business and growing by simply booking appointments and asking your clients if they know someone that could help us out. And, it, you know, we're not trying to make anybody do it. We're just out there looking for the person that's looking that says, hey, yeah, I think I am or the person that might chew on it and call you back 90 days later. Um, and and you know what? We don't go, oh, my gosh, you're going to be flying on jets and shooting 50 cows and eating in Paris and, and doing this. And, and No, we don't. We just say, hey, man, 
yeah, there's an opportunity to get out there, help some families and do some things. And you got some stuff that you're trying to accomplish, probably help you out. And as they get in and get around, they might start to see and do and experience some of the same crazy things that Katrina has been able to experience. And, uh, hey, hey, Mike, yeah. the, the, the funny thing is, I mean, had, I would have been just happy knowing I could stop at Starbucks anytime I wanted. No joke in the there beginning. You there you go. Just can't, stop can't do that when you're chained to a desk, can you? Hey, that's right. You can't, you can't get out. <laughs> you can't get out. So having the flexibility and then the money to do it. So both nope. are good. All right, guys. We'll tell you what. Um, there's more people like Katrina, like Crystal, like Blake, and like Megan that are out there. They're sending letters in on our mortgage protection, or their grandparents are calling in about our final expense ad, our TV ad, or they're sending their grandparents are sending in, their parents are sending a final expense letter. And as we're out there helping families and going about our business, we just need to keep our antennas up, use the ATM, and let people know we need some help. And that is the fourth basic. And those are three winners, four winners that we've just found here that we've identified on this call. And, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we helped you find a few people like this over the next year or two? So I appreciate you guys taking time to be on. I appreciate those that are listening. I'm hoping this is helping to show you how simple it is. There's not a lot of training on how to do it. It's mostly showing you these people are out there. And if you'll simply ask the question while you're meeting with a client every time, you have no idea where it's going to lead you. Guys, take care. Katrina, Blake, Crystal, Megan, everybody, thank you all. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye.